Hi friends, and welcome to the Real Love and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for being on the Relove and Rise podcast. I am so excited to have my beautiful friend, Natalie Rhoda here of Taurus Coaching and Level 7 Living. We're going to be tapping into that big time today and finding out more about that because I don't know about you, but I had no idea of the different sorts of energies that are around me and how it affected me and how being an empath is even deeper when you're working with energy. So this is going to be really good to dive into deep with you today. Well, it's really that like I think it's amazing. So many people hear about like okay, different types of energy. Like, what are we talking about here? Is this going off to some place that's a little bit further, uh, like a little bit in the woo woo? And no, it's not. Like everything is energy, and many people, successful CEOs, people in successful marriages, all sorts of things, understand their own levels of energy. And the levels of energy comes from their thoughts and their emotions, and being able to maneuver around those, be able to direct those, and be able to move them forward. So it's not about, okay, what's well, the energy from the living, it's the energy from the dead, it's, it's there, there's all that stuff, and I totally believe in that as well. But it is being able to direct your own energy so that you are not only being able to lead others, you're leading yourself as well. And that's powerful influence when you know how to use it, right? Definitely. So we're going to like start from the beginning and find out more Can't about who Natalie. <laughs> yeah, who is Natalie? Yes. Oh, Wow, who is me? Who is who am I? Um, how do I see myself these days? How do I describe myself? I'm honestly a being here on earth that is just so deeply loving. The cur- I'm curious. I love to know things. I love to know more. I love to be able to see what makes people tick. Um, didn't realize how much I loved it until I probably the, the, went to school when I was little. I'd always want to see, I'd always be very uh, in tune to what people were experiencing outside of myself. So kids who were kind of left alone in one corner of the schoolyard, I'd always invite them in because it would be, it would be breaking my heart to see them sort of suffer in their loneliness. As I grew up further and further, there's a really good friend of mine who I'm still great friends with now. And in grade one, we kind of came together after, after kindergarten. I think you might've met her when we were at uh, Gail's place. And uh, she's like, I remember when I first saw Natalie, she was basically managing the skipping area and made sure people took time to like, you'd have your equal time skipping, equal time spinning the ropes. If you like spinning the rope, you didn't want to skip, no problem. We'd do it, but you'd still have a chance so that you can experience it. Like, and she's like, you kind of came across as bossy, but I knew your heart was in it to make sure that everyone got a great experience. And so that's just sort of been something that's happened through high school, through university. Um, I have a great gift of hospitality, which that's something else we can talk about. It's my highest gift. I really want to understand people's experiences here and how they're living and why so many of us are unnecessarily suffering so much. Mm. So that's what I love. That is so cool. Yeah. And definitely I met Natalie. Natalie uh, at an event and she was at the same event that I was both of us didn't know that we're in the audience together but then through myself wanting to stick around and be a part of that community I got to do a lot of volunteer work with her and I definitely saw her um, her skills on uh, basically telling people what to do come into fruition big time but, but there was a lot of love <laughs> yes, and you saw that absolutely. that's the thing that drew me about you is you saw and tapped in people's potential even before they even knew that they had potential I love that you're saying that and thank you. You're almost 
you're, you're bringing tears to my eyes. Um, I worked in corporate. I was a corporate wellness specialist for Tim Hortons, the corporate Tim Hortons. And uh, my favorite, favorite part of the job was when people would come into my office, close the door, sit down, and have a bit of a breakdown or share with vulnerability what was going on in their lives. And it was amazing the space that I could hold, like the physical space. I was blessed to have such a great office. And the ability to be able to see what the individual what their potential was like and hold that space for them. So while they were suffering, I gave them perspective on, you know, not what this is what you need to do, but it's like, well, what about this? And I feel absolutely that broadening and bending people's perspectives changes reality right then and there. If you are able to see something different that is, that aligns with you, I have a pretty good knack of being able to get that sort of connection between you and what it is your potential, like what it is that you do want to do. And I'm, so grateful because it's something I do every day with everyone. Like I go through grocery stores, I talk to teachers, I speak with kids and it's just like, I hold you in your potential. I like, and that's a leadership quality that I find many people don't possess, especially in the corporate uh, sector. Um, I think that because like sometimes it's like they don't know that vulnerability is like the way to tap into someone's power to help them through something. Like it's so they're always just like like fixing that problem, but not finding like or the symptom and not really going to the root of the problem. Did how did you know that you even had that, or is that something that's always just been naturally gifted yeah. to you? Like how do you know yes. the difference? Because I don't know, I didn't well, know the difference for such a long time. I love that you're saying. That's an excellent question. And for me, it was absolutely something that has been natural. I was just that curiosity, that curiosity of um, below the superficial, below the surface, what's going on there. And it's amazing how so many people, like first people were my parents. Well, we're not going to go there. Like, like, and I'm like, but why, why stop asking why? But, but I'm trying to understand it. No, like, and my parents are fantastic. And now they're so quite enlightened like compared to like they're, they're growing on this journey with me and it's so nice because there was a while that they were like what are you doing like mm. what is this just just they weren't as open to it yeah, yeah. It's like it's normal is not fun <laughs> really I mean not for me I, I mm -hmm. love to be able to know more so that I can be more it's a huge thing and so absolutely when I was younger and I'd be you know I had friends everywhere and when I hear people saying, well, you know, aren't you afraid that they're talking about you? And it's like, when I leave the room, I leave the room. If there's conversation there that is towards me in a way that is unbecometh, <laughs> I, I didn't create that. I came with love. I left love. And if they have that issue, that's nothing. I have got a nice superpower that kind of blocks that. And it's not, it, I won't even say blocks it. I just don't even resonate with it. It doesn't come in. And it's been like that always for me. Okay. That is a tough scene. <laughs> this is yeah. really huge because yeah. I find that mental awareness, like many people, like we, they, they, that's a big topic and everyone knows about it, but many people don't even know how to even start with that, you know? And so how, like for you, how would you tell someone to start with like when being more mental awareness, be more aware of the energy? How would you tell someone to oh, start gosh. when they don't even know? Well, and it, that's a phenomenal question as well. And usually it starts with what do you mean you don't know? Out of tongue and cheek. And it's a, uh, um, quite often I don't necessarily have to say anything. People can kind of see that I've, and I, again, no arrogance whatsoever. It's like, I've tapped into something where there's an ease in my life that a lot of so people So just keep asking why? Just keep asking why. And it's, it's, this is a wonderful thing. A great friend of mine and a, and a client uh, came over yesterday. I was telling you about it and we spoke and she was, she was checking in with herself and that's what we're going to be talking about with, with, the, with the energy yeah. levels as well. It's checking in your, with yourself. I've learned, um, it was probably about, 
a good five years ago, just right after I got my uh, certificate for coaching or, or uh, was in my program. And it came to me very clearly through all the reading I was doing is the most important thing that you can do for yourself right now is care about how you feel. Mm. And so many people could care less about how they feel. They, they allow things to just happen. Suppress. They just suppress it. They, they, go with the flow when the flow isn't something that they want to go with. Oh, and that's a right? sin. Did you hear? That's yes. what I used to yes. do all the time is go yeah. with the flow. Cause yeah. it's easier to do that than to tap into the why, because yeah. it's just like, you don't even know. And you wonder what, what you're even feeling. You don't even know. You don't even want to even start because it's so draining. But at the same time, yes, that is the work. That's the work that I say. People are like, Oh, it's just such hard work. I'm like, that is the work. Your self discovery and your, um, willingness, the openness, the willingness, your bravery, your courage, it's courage to do work on yourself. It's courage to go d deep in and know what's going on. Not very many people are doing that more and more. Thank goodness are doing it. And I'm like, I'm feeling it because it's now it's like we're, we're tapping in and saying it's okay to do it's it. Okay, And people are getting fed up. Yes. People are, they're very low energy and they can't understand why it's the whole insanity. Everybody is insane. We're doing the same things. We're doing the things we're told. We don't mean to do anything wrong. We are, we're not doing anything wrong. We're just doing things that don't suit us as individuals, as a thriving community, as a thriving society, as a thriving global earth. Like it's, we're just not doing it because it's always been this way. And for a while there, yeah, it worked. It created a nice status quo and we we're all like, okay, this is great and everything. Guess what? Like we're hitting the lower levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We've got the security, we've got the house, we've got the food. Some of us have it more in different ways than others and whatever it is. We're now all still fighting and surviving in that mode when most of the population of the earth is way beyond that. And the focus is all going down on that part right now where people are getting sick and tired of it. They're wondering why, like they're paying for houses and they're paying for cars, yet they're in an office all day where they're doing work that's life-sucking and draining for them. They can't tap into why it is they're there, what brought them there in the first place. And I'm saying it now, the focus that has happened just on your finances cannot be. Finances is just one part of your life. We have a whole circle of life. You know the wheel of life. Oh, I love the wheel of life. <laughs> you know I wheel love of life. the wheel of life. I love the wheel of life. And it's such a great check-in to be like, oh, these are the areas, not feeling bad, but these are the areas I need to work on. I got this area that, and that's from my tourist coaching. That's the area that, oh my God, my relationships with my friends, that feeds me. I've got that going. And if I'm only watching that slice of my life, everything else is going to start deflating and it won't be working as a self-generating energy machine. Like I will start losing because heck, who's paying my bills? Heck, like my physicality, where's that going? Like we need to look at every single part of it. And so many people are stressing out financially. The world is gone too much focus on that. Mm -hmm. It's time to spread it onto everything else. So coming back to that original question of like, where do you start? It's yep. just being aware of where is my energy going? Where's my attention going? Where do I want it to go? And yes. why am I not putting what's, what's stopping me from getting it there? And it's a slow process that speeds up as you continue along. It, and it definitely does. It is super slow because you're, you're basically, you're starting to figure out and you're like, holy shit, this is even getting deeper than I thought. This is even scarier. I don't even know how to feel. And it's like one of those, like you are like afraid to go to the next one. You're afraid to go to the next piece of like, why, why? But then as you start figuring out, you're starting to already change certain things because you're starting to realize yeah. that like, Oh, like I woke up today and I actually was excited to get out of bed. Like there's like little bits of blips like that that start and happening. paying attention to those blips. Yes. Because again, what you watch, what you appreciate, where you give you attention, it grows. And it's so easy for all of us to kind of slip into other, other ways of being and slipping back to what's going on because things are not moving fast enough. And that's one of the big things that I work with clients. It's like, 
this came to me and my friends from who you all know, you know, too. It was about, it was 2017. And I'm like, I just need to slow the fuck down. <laughs> like, it's just, this needs to slow down. And like, I'm creating the tortoise movement and I'm moving and it's all this, it's just slow down. And now you're hearing it more and more from people. Mm -hmm. We need to be present in the moment. Eckhart Tolle said it, like the present moment is all you have. Buddha, everybody. And it's, it's, the fear of, well, I'm going to fall behind if I stay in the moment. Mm -hmm. And the moment is all there is. And when you can, I won't say own it because it's not yours to own, but when you can revel in it and be in it and just be present in the moment, everything opens up to you. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it because that's exactly it. Like we're in 2016 where I basically, I was only focusing on my health goals and my weight loss. Yeah. And then I was always like gone to the next thing. I was never, I was always looking for that destination. And so when I stopped doing that, I realized, holy shit, I still have a lot of work to do. It's not just about the weight. I still feel the exact same way. So that part with stopping and like owning that and I'm going to say owning because yes. like, it's like I took stance and started to own who I was and be proud. That's when things started to change. So There's that's awesome to hear. There's absolutely something powerful and not a lot of people are declaring things. Yes. We're like making resolutions. We are setting intentions and that's a great way to go. But to declare and say, this is what I want to be. This is what I am. And it's not for. selfish. It's not selfish. This is the, and that, that's it as well. Like it's, it, there's one, one thing it's like, there's self-consciousness, which I think Unfortunately, there's more of the tipping scale on that side. People, the whole society lives with the self-consciousness when we should be living with consciousness of self. And I'm just mm -hmm. a huge proponent of bringing you to an awareness. And it's not just that we've learned the awareness and self-observation and those things are powerful. So yes. exactly what you said. Those are how you start. The first thing is how you start, is how you start starting. Pay attention. Pay attention to your interactions to other. Pay attention to where you're setting off on default. You're just reacting to things when quite honestly in your heart or in your mind or in just the benefit of everything that you want to create, it's not the right thing to do. And why is that your default? Why are you sliding to it? Which is again, something mm. that in the energy leadership that I do, it's an amazing thing to be able to witness. Where do you default? Are you defaulting in a beneficial way? Or are you defaulting under stress to what most people do is in the victim mode and in the anger? Oh, the, this is like a good segue <laughs> right into <laughs> it. I'm excited. Like that's a perfect way to start off. It's so let's, beautiful. I don't know how you want to start off. So I'm going to leave this yeah. up to you because this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, so, um, I went to, uh, so let's just jump back to a little bit more of the story. So again, uh, for, sorry, I keep leaning back, but it's cause I don't want to keep doing this all the time. <laughs> I know I'm like, keep moving it over. Like anyway, um, uh, where can I start? University. I really in high school, I was quite unconscious. I lived for the weekends. It was, I was, again, my gift of hospitality certainly came out because I'd be the one organizing. Okay. This person's having a party on Saturday. This person had a party Friday. Let's meet here. Let's do this. Let's do this. And all my friends had a whole schedule of like what we were going to be doing. And that was a lot of fun. Um, sometimes I didn't go out though, cause I just liked organizing and I didn't really like going out sometimes, but that was what it was. And I remember going to university and I was dying to go into philosophy and I'm like, philosophy. Yeah, like I just, I love it. And I love the program that I did. And then someone very important in my life, my dad, <laughs> was like, what are you going to do with philosophy? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, present moment, dad. Even though that's not what it was. But it was like, well, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I think you can be a lawyer and I don't think I want to be a lawyer. Like, just the thoughts came. So it's like, okay, I'm going to switch it to English literature. <laughs> and so, of course, another little while goes, my dad's like, what are you going to do with English literature? And I was just like, 
a librarian? I don't really know. And so then finally switched it again to psychology. And by that point, I couldn't switch again because I graduated. And so I um, did psychology with a minor in sociology. But there I knew right away that I loved learning about people's thoughts, mm -hmm. not about labeling them. I actually was really not happy graduating with psychology because what I saw was people were being labeled and it was already to the point where there's nothing that can be done. We're already in a point where they're labeled and now it's to focus on the problem rather, on, rather than on the individual. So I finished, grad I graduated. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. I worked uh, at City Hall in Toronto for a couple of years and it was a great job, met some awesome people. And, uh, but knew I wanted more. So ended up getting certified in a whole bunch of holistic stuff, which I loved at the time. And then I ended up going for wellness. And wellness for me is like, what's wellness? Like back then it was, 80s was when it really kind of hit the fan. And then this was early 90s or mid 90s where I'm like, wellness, well, what is it? And what it came to me as being is the opposite of psychology, opposite of labeling, opposite of like already dealing and treating its prevention. Mm. And so I loved it. And so from there, um, that's how I got into the corporate Tim, corporate wellness at Tim Hortons. I loved it. It was fantastic. When I left, I left and I, I love the story and I hope you don't mind me sharing yeah, it. Um, it was, uh, it was a, a whole restructuring. I was praying for my severance when I got it. It was fantastic. I knew the only way I was going to leave because I was too scared. Like I just became a single mom all of a sudden, um, moved into another place. And then all of a sudden I'm losing my job after 12 years. So, so much change. And so much change, so much stress on that, that uh, I can't even remember the scale, but I hit like 300 when 80 is kind of normal on, and within two years, my life had changed drastically. And it was, uh, I knew I wasn't going to leave work, even though I knew deep down I wasn't meant to be in corporate for any of that more longer. Thank goodness this restructuring happened. I had left and it was about a month that I took to decompress because there's a lot of patterning and a lot of what's going on. Oh, I and felt like a tornado, Tasmanian devil. And plus me being the corporate wellness person who was open door policy. Yes. I had people crying, very depressed coming. It was that Christmas that a bunch of people left and, uh, and it was, it was me doing my best to say the company is always taking care of us. Just, just go with the EAP, get yourself some help. I didn't know what to do because everyone was so tight lipped because there was a big change coming. And did I give the best information? Absolutely the best I knew how at the time, but I knew I was done. I ended up that Christmas of 2012, Christmas day, Evangeline left to go to her dad's and I had a panic attack and went to the hospital. Oh. it was insane I had a crushing pain and I was like there was just too much energy that I was pulling on but at the time I didn't know I just know that I was like all these people all this stuff all this the fear wasn't even for myself I knew I was going to land on my own two feet so anyway got let go in January of 2013 one month of decompression and I remember just okay what am I going to do with my life what am I going to do when I grow up now and uh, had sticky pad and started writing all my ideas that I've had forever in my life the first one was like become a veterinarian because I always wanted to when I was little still think I spelt it wrong put it on the wall <laughs> and there was all these other things that absolutely I'm like when Evangeline's over okay not right now park this park that and when I wrote down life coach even though I didn't know exactly what it was my whole body just went on fire from the bottom of my toes it was just adrenaline right up and I'm like okay that's the one and that's when I started getting more and more in tune with energy I started researching all these different coaching programs and one kept popping up and it was the um, IPEC which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching and I'm like what is this IPEC <laughs> like what is this and I saw the bigger school names the ones that I've seen people had gone to and whatnot but this one kept popping up and it kept talking about energy leadership and core energy coaching and I'm like what is this schmooey stuff like what is this energy and I'm like 
wait a second, I'm always talking in energy. I'm like, wow, the energy at Tim Hortons was so crazy for the good taste. It was crazy. Well, I love the energy of that person. Like I love, like there'd be always talk of energy. So I'm like, why am I shutting this down? Mm -hmm. So I did some investigation. It took me a week from the time of looking at three schools, interviewing three alumni at each of those schools, and then entering and enrolling myself into their first course. And I became an energy leadership coach. And that's where this all comes through. So energy leadership <laughs> like what is it all about yeah um, I'm glad I got to share it with you and that was a magical that was time one when of the I profound could... things I've I, ever heard never I heard anything it. like I this. love it and it's what I see it as and there's so many people that say different thing but things but it's a way to people are always like be more positive yes like be aware and it's like got it how like give me and so I see it as a practical way to be able to maneuver through your emotions through your thoughts through whatever situations going on with as much dignity grace influence for yourself who it is that you want to be you're able to stay in that throughout the moment and i'm and it's it's been for me god sent god sent for sure and uh for my clients as well and what it is now it's a language that i speak with everyone that i bring it and to. it's easy to understand it's so easy to understand yeah. um and i'm glad that we're talking about it now and i do want to know timing because it can take some time and i'm i'm i definitely want to create a video like a zero video series that gives us more more detail but I'll go through it pretty quickly so um, I'll give you the general it's uh, developed by Bruce Schneider Bruce D Schneider I don't know why this guy's not a kitchen name like there's somebody who knows everybody who knows and he developed uh, the school he wrote a book he's the creator of energy leadership and he has a background of engineering of Reiki of like he's got it all the whole gamut and anyone who knows energy knows quantum physics is something big and he touches upon that as well but not not in the course that's something I learned my own way just because of interest but um, he uh, created this program that there are seven levels of energy that we experience throughout the day and it's like a stock market we're going up and down these levels of energy none of these levels of energy are any better or any worse than the next and that's why some people get so like well what's the best one like that's the one i want to be in and that's unrealistic you can't totally. say <laughs> like, yeah i'm just happy all the time <laughs> like, it just doesn't work right and so you got it and so um so levels of energy start from the lowest level of energy which is the most constricted it's the most um probably if you can say it the the least good feeling one like more depression, more depression. It's, sadness. It's, yeah, yeah, depression, sadness, hopelessness. Um, and it's like constant of feeling of how you are. It you is, wake up at, during the, when you wake up is, in the morning. Well, it, and, and, or it can be throughout the day. Mm. There can be things that happen throughout the day. So after someone, you, someone talks to you, you're like, beautiful, beautiful right? Absolutely. Down. And it's, it's, that's a way to be able to, so I talked to you earlier about the two cameras not working and it was like, I was banking on these two cameras working and it's all of a sudden, Crap. Okay, now I've got to like figure out how my budget and I'm gonna do this. And it's like, oh, I'm delayed on this now. And it's like, oh, what was me? Why is it not working out? Blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's getting into yeah. that. That's the victim energy. Okay. Level one. There are benefits and disadvantages to all of these levels of energy. Uh, the benefits of level one is we've all experienced losses. Mm -hmm. We've all gotten hurt. We've all been brokenhearted. It is made for you to stop and lick your wounds and just be taken care of. So many of us get hurt we get dropped we get fired we get this and we bounce on to something else without giving ourselves and honoring that that expanse of energy that happens there which even though it's the most constricted so level of energy is people take care of you uh you don't have any responsibilities for a while uh, you know what happens when you know a loved one passes away people bring meals like it's it's everyone's taking care of you if you have any kind of problems people will come to help it's a wonderful feeling to just be able to be where you're at and and then hopefully create a great foundation to come up 
Ah, yes. That's a really good way to understand Disadvantages. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disadvantages, if you stay in it too long, you start becoming, you're completely drained of any energy. It's so low. You're draining everybody else's energy that people stop coming around. They've, you know, probably given you advice and you just had, don't have the energy to take it or you're choosing not to, or somewhere subconsciously you're choosing to stay victim. Mm -hmm. And what happens is people just can't. It, it's just, they then become almost repulsed away from it. It's too low of an energy for where they want to be and it's sucking. So people just don't do it anymore. And, and that's why I say with all the levels of energy, there's advantages, disadvantages, and if you stay in any of them for too long, that's going to rain now. <laughs> I don't know why that's going. I'm just going to turn that off. Thanks, everyone. This is live and raw. <laughs> there we go. I thought I turned it off. All right. Anyway, um, so if you stay in any of them too long, you end up really crapping the bed. So all of them, even the best feeling ones, if you're in it there long, there's just no realistic functioning that can happen in that. So again, these levels of energy show you how to function, how to move from energy to energy. Do you have any questions about level one? No, I think <laughs> that really explains itself. And I think that we've all like been there, felt it and been around people. And you know, you know that sometimes when you ex are expecting someone to come over and you know, like the extra baggage that it brings, it takes a lot out of you. So being aware of that. And if you are bringing it, it's good to know. If you're bringing it and being aware, I mean, you can't help it from seeing all these, any kind of self-development that you do, any kind of introspection, you're gonna automatically put it out to other people in your life. Yep. And it is really good to know who are those level ones. I don't like calling them energy vampires. Quite often it's not intentional, they don't mean it. And it's having compassion towards them, it's having a listening ear, and also protecting your energy. If you're starting to slide down to them, you have to be very solid in where you are and very aware to know I'm going in this, I'm going in and I'm okay because I'm, they're not going to pull me down. Exactly. So that's that. another way of being yeah. able to look at this. So that's level one. Awesome. Um, level two is a very similar energy, very low, but if you can imagine it's the energy of conflict. So it's a very aggressive anger. It's a very um, strong air, very explosive. And the two levels of energy, um, one and two are very closely linked. So I'll go explain more and then I'll do that linkage. Um, the advantages of level two. Level two energy is explosive energy. It get you get shit done when you're angry. <laughs> like you're like, I'm gonna get this done. I know, like totally this. I'm going and I'm making it happen. Or and you go to the gym yeah. and you're like yeah. extra working oh extra gosh, hard and you're just letting it all out there. Yeah. Beast mode. You go yes. into a beast mode yes. where it is very unconscious because yes. it's only itself. Both those levels of energy are just focused on self. Level one energy, so I, I like saying this, and it's, it's a great example that the, the coaching school gives us. You know the term that comes from the Bible, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Yes. So level one energy, if you have that, your victim energy, the, the saying is, you win, I lose, I always lose. And there's a whole blame, I'm blaming myself for everything, the world is against me, that's level one. Level two is, fuck you, I win. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, I win, like, I win, I get yeah. this. We have a lot of great examples in the world today, some that are very high in levels of government <laughs> in <laughs> True. specific yeah. countries that are really good at this. And that's the thing with level two. People who are good at level two are really good at the game they know how to play. They can motivate people by anger, by fear, and it gets things done. People, people are working. Um, it's very explosive, a lot of energy that goes into it advantages fantastic like i know there's been times where i'm in level one or clients are in level one and when i see them starting to get pissed off i'm like eureka 
like we're moving your energy up the scale. There's more energy there to work with. It's yes. very hard to work at a victim. Very little possibility and responsibility. Because you know they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Or, or I've okay. always open that they will. Yeah. But, but always yes, open. Yes. Yeah. But, but you, if you're not seeing anything telling. come from it, it's like right. they're going to stick there. So you need right. to like, it's like a trigger. Yeah. It's trying to get them. And it's again, yeah. not knowing right away that you can't do it right away. But when you see them starting to see the possibility and starting to fight for themselves, I'm, I cry. It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. It's like, yay, we got you there. Let's move you to level three quick. <laughs> and we'll get to that soon. But it's like, I to stay in level two is also very destructive. Both and so the advantages are get shit done. You can motivate people. It's like rah rah, we can do this. Oh, let's get them. And so that's fantastic. Disadvantages are after a while, people just get completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. you, you. I'm. They're tired. They're afraid. You've worn them out. There's nothing there anymore. Plus, because it's constant explosive, constant explosive. People who tend to have this kind of attitude will get physically ill. There'll be illnesses that will happen in their body. They'll have mental illness. It will just really affect them. A mental illness can happen anywhere, but these two levels of energy, because it's not an openness, it's a strong hold on a one pattern that doesn't allow you to open up to different ways of being. 100%. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Toxic too. It's, yeah. it, it, it can be toxic. And again, can be very useful. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's just watching, again, staying in it too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only way that I can say it. And so um, both those levels of energy are known as catabolic. And anyone who's done any kind of exercise, we know that catabolic is our muscle breakdown. It's explosive. It's breaking apart. It's, 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 uh, I won't say collapsing, but it's coming in together to explode open. And so those levels of energy absolutely are focused on ego. It's all on self. As I said, I win, I lose. It's all about me, 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 me. I'm the people who have a lot of that energy, or if you're in that level of energy, you're not taking into account individuals around you. It's all about you. Yeah. Which again, that's a very um, limiting way to be. Totally. And yeah. as we've heard the saying, life is happening for or to me, not for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing to be able to see how many people are only thinking self. I, I'm reading a book, but I can't even, I don't even know the title of it. I'm just on Audible and I'm just like, I'm reading and it's sucking it in. It's like, we have choices to make. Either we're choosing for self or we're choosing for others. Mm. And if we can have more of a percentage, so at least 51% is choosing for others, you are on a positive track of living. If you're choosing 51% self, you are absolutely bringing, like the benefit is only to yourself and you're not living into your greatness. So it's very, very That's cool. Really cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now Powerful. we bounce out. Any questions about level two? No. I, All right. <laughs> you're explaining it so well and, and like breaking it down to like, you know, real life situations that we're all feeling and that you went through and then yes. even like bringing up the government because everyone can definitely like knows who we're talking about when it comes to that and the power trip that they can have. Right? So it's really good examples you're giving. And I love it. And this is one thing, and I'm going to say it as well, because we know who we're talking about. And I don't want to give too, too much energy because what you expect, I'm praying very much and sending energy and sending all sorts of love to him because he must be the most frightened man in the world to have, to have such a strong hold on things. Mm. So I'm like, my thighs are on fire now because it's like, that's got to change for these people who are so fearful that they can't feel like they can share or open or take other perspectives into account. That's a very small way, an egotistical way of being, which again, ego is not a bad thing unless it's the only thing driving the show. Yeah. And it can only last for so long. And it's, it's explosive. Like yeah. something's going to happen. And uh, hopefully in a good way, sooner than later. <laughs> sooner then, than later. Sooner than later. I'll leave yes. it at that. And so just going back to level one, level two, before we pop into three, and it's not necessarily always a pop. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of work, but nonetheless, it's, it's great work to do. Um, because like attracts like, we've heard that over and over again, mm -hmm. level one and level two, 
you can see a lot of those two energies together in abusive relationships. Mm. The, they're just so attracting to each other that that almost feeds itself and makes it a whole in a very low level of energy. So that's something really good to pay attention that's to. That's a really good one to pay attention yeah. to. I'm glad you brought that yes, up because yes. I'm sure many people can like really attest to that. They can relate, they can see yeah. it, they can understand it, you know, in, in, in parents, in family members and friends and spouses. It's yeah. like, okay, my spouse has a lot of victim energy and I'm getting resentful for it. It's making me so angry that I, you know, I'm starting to shut off and cut down. It's like, okay, let's, let's move it. I don't need to see both people. There's been a lot of clients that have come to me who have relationship issues. And it's like, I don't need to see both. Like, it's great if I can, just so you both can learn it. If you know, if I can just bring this to them in terms of explaining the levels of energy and hopefully them getting it. However, when you change your own energy, you change your reality. And so you can influence everything around you once this energy can keep moving. It's fantastic. So I'm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. I wanted to come on here and say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I also wanted to say to you that I had to split this into two part series because of all the great content that was percolated in this episode. Stay tuned for part two next week. Enjoy the episode. All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you got any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me. And that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.